Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's The Emperor's Bird Nest. Though set during wartime, The Emperor's Bird Nest is a lighthearted poem. The military campaign that is the setting is taking place in Flanders in the early 16th century, at the time a cultural region that straddled the border between the Kingdom of France and the Habsburg Holy Roman Empire, ruled by Charles V of Spain, that surrounded France on three sides. Europe for centuries was in a state of constant war, thus Longfellow's remark, I forget which campaign. This war between France and the Holy Roman Empire, called the Four Years' War, came between the Hundred Years' War between France and England, also partly fought in Flanders, and the Eighty Years' War between the Netherlands and Spain. Thus, for both officers, the Hidalgos, and soldiers, the mud and death of war were their everyday lives, among which some moments must have been, indeed would have needed to be, light-hearted. The Emperor's Bird Nest by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow once the Emperor Charles of Spain, with his swarthy grave commanders, I forget in what campaign, long besieged in mud and rain some old frontier town of Flanders. Up and down the dreary camp, in great boots of Spanish leather, striding with a measured tramp, these hidalgos dull and damp, cursed the Frenchmen, cursed the weather. Thus, as to and fro they went, over upland and through hollow, giving their impatience vent, perched upon the emperor's tent in her nest, they spied a swallow. Yes, it was a swallow's nest, built of clay and hair of horses, mane or tail or dragoon's crest, found on hedgerows east and west after skirmish of the forces. Then an old Hidalgo said, as he twirled his gray mustachio, Sure the swallow overhead thinks the emperor's tent a shed, and the emperor but a macho. Hearing his imperial name coupled with these words of malice, half in anger, half in shame, forth the great campaigner came slowly from his canvas palace. Let no hand the bird molest, said he solemnly, nor hurt her. Adding then, by way of jest, Golandrina is my guest, tis the wife of some deserter. Swift as bowstring speeds a shaft, through the camp was spread the rumor, and the soldiers, as they quaffed Flemish beer at dinner, laughed at the emperor's pleasant humor. So, unharmed and unafraid, sat the swallow still and brooded till the constant cannonade through the walls a breach had made, and the siege was thus concluded. Then the army, elsewhere bent, struck its tents as if disbanding, only not the emperor's tent, for he ordered ere he went very curtly, leave it standing. So it stood there all alone, loosely flapping, torn and tattered, till the brood was fledged and flown, singing o'er those walls of stone which the cannon shot had shattered. Though slight and light-hearted, the emperor's bird nest has poetic force. 
This force reveals itself in the final stanza, as the swallows, both mother and fledglings, fly over the rubble the cannonballs have made of the town's defending walls. Partly in jest and partly in earnest, the emperor made a space for the ever-renewing natural world amidst the human destruction, and in the end, this natural world survives. This final image is signaled earlier, when we're told the swallow has incorporated into her nest not only the clay of the earth, but the hairs of the infantry horses that had been caught in the rural hedgerows during the skirmishes outside the town's walls, or outside the wire, we might say today. In the midst of the constant cannonade, the swallow broods first her eggs and then her young. Another pleasure of poetry is that it makes words fresh again, as here brood is used in its first meaning. To brood over your wrongs is to dwell on them, keeping them alive and warm instead of letting them die as they should. Until the siege over and the army moved on to its next engagement, the natural world renews. The Emperor's Bird Nest Once the Emperor Charles of Spain, with his swarthy grave commanders, I forget in what campaign, long besieged in mud and rain some old frontier town of Flanders. Up and down the dreary camp in great boots of Spanish leather, striding with a measured tramp, these hidalgos, dull and damp, cursed the Frenchmen, cursed the weather. Thus as to and fro they went over upland and through hollow, giving their impatience vent, Perched upon the emperor's tent in her nest, they spied a swallow. Yes, it was a swallow's nest, built of clay and hair of horses, mane or tail or dragoon's crest, found on hedgerows east and west after skirmish of the forces. Then an old hidalgo said as he twirled his gray mustachio, Sure this swallow overhead thinks the emperor's tent a shed, and the emperor but a macho. Hearing his imperial name coupled with these words of malice, half in anger, half in shame, forth the great campaigner came slowly from his canvas palace. Let no hand the bird molest, said he solemnly, nor hurt her. Adding then by way of jest, Golandrina is my guest, tis the wife of some deserter. Swift as bowstring speeds a shaft, through the camp was spread the rumor, and the soldiers, as they quaffed Flemish beer at dinner, laughed at the emperor's pleasant humor. So unharmed and unafraid sat the swallow still and brooded, till the constant cannonade through the walls a breach had made, and the siege was thus concluded. Then the army, elsewhere bent, struck its tents as if disbanding, only not the emperor's tent, for he ordered ere he went very curtly, leave it standing. So it stood there all alone, loosely flapping, torn and tattered, till the brood was fledged and flown, singing o'er those walls of stone which the cannon shot had shattered. The morning after 9-11, I awoke discouraged and disheartened, as we all did. I got myself a cup of coffee and then went out into my front yard. 
My lawn was pockmarked with small holes made during the night by a skunk digging grubs. Usually, the thought of grubs in my lawn distresses me to no end. But this morning was different. The image of a skunk waddling and grubbing about in the night, unaware of the great human destruction and grief of the morning before, brought somehow heart's ease. It's part of the health of living in the countryside, the surrounding presence of a world not made by us. But the natural world can be found in cities, too, anywhere we make a space for it. Poetry is made by us, but it also, like the countryside, is a place to go and dwell for a time when we need a place, even a light-hearted place, apart from the violence and discouragement in all its forms that is entirely of human making. I hope you've found the Emperor's Bird Nest a good place to dwell for a bit, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. And visit the website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find my email address as well as an archive of all the episodes. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.